the wealth of this country, the well-being of its citizens, depend upon the ability to work for themselves. Since 2013, X-Forces Enterprise has been helping members of the military community to start their business journey through training, mentoring, funding, and ongoing support and connections. From service leavers and veterans to spouses and other family members, X-Forces Enterprise has supported thousands of people, many of whom have incredible stories of success and overcoming adversity. This series of podcasts celebrates their achievements and seeks to demonstrate what can be achieved when you combine the unique ethos and aptitude of the armed forces community with the right support network. The series is hosted by the founder and CEO of X-Forces Enterprise, Lieutenant Colonel Ren Kapur, MBE. Lord Young, thank you so, so much for uh, doing this podcast. Big pleasure. And also just being such a big champion for X-Forces, but also just the start-up agenda. So I thought, well, why don't we start right at the beginning? How did the enterprise learning, start-up funding, all of that sort of stuff come about? Well, it goes back a lot further than that. Um, My father told me to become a solicitor. And in those days, you did what your father told my younger brother, who, when he died, was chairman of the BBC, to become an accountant. And he set out the firm. So I left school at 16 to uh, become an article clerk. Mm-hmm. I qualified, took five years. I practiced for six months and hated it and gave it up. So then I got a job at Great Universal Stores, which used to be the mail order, biggest mail order company, yeah with thousands of shops all over the place. And I spent two and a half years as PA to the chairman, which I I learned a great deal. Then I went back and then I hated being employed. So by now it's 1961, so I set up my business. Now in those days, it was so different that when you went out in the evening, you didn't say you worked for yourself Mm -hmm. because everybody thought profit was theft. Yeah. If somebody made money, other people lost it. So, but we carried on in the 60s. I sold out in the 70s. Um, I, we started, I started off again. But the 70s was the decade of strikes, of the IMF coming to London, of the UK being the sick man of Europe. And so in 1979, and I, um, I said to Keith Joseph at the beginning of 79, if we win the election, I'll mm-hmm. take a two-year holiday, come in and help you start privatisation. Well, we won, and the first day of the first term, I was with Keith, I became special advisor, SPAD they call it these days. There were only three others in government, and I think my age was more than the three put together, but that, that's another matter. Anyway, um, and I was carrying on doing that, and after about a year, or less even, officials came to me and said, look, we have a real problem that for nearly 20 years, every year, the number of of startups has been less than the number of closures. We're down to three quarters of a million companies. Can you think of something? So I said, of course. So we set up a, a scheme in which banks would be guaranteed to lend companies and then... Uh, we thought, I thought, anyway, 
why not help people to start, not yeah. just small firms? Mm -hmm. Unemployment was the big problem of the days, and right. particularly youth unemployment. Mm -hmm. If you could imagine, 400,000 16-year-olds came on the register and got benefit, £15 a week in those days. So they went from 50p pocket money to 15 uh, bringing home the lesson the state looks after you. Anyway, so um, in the man... Norman Tebbit asked me to become chairman of the Manpower Services Commission, which was the biggest government agency in dealing with unemployment. And I did two things there that I think were really important. One is I changed the whole thing from being sorry for the unemployed to giving opportunities to the unemployed. And the very first of the start-up schemes that came along and went on going. And secondly, and this is my biggest regret, I agreed with Keith Joseph, who by then was Education Secretary, and set up a scheme called TVI, which gave technical and vocational education in the school network. Right. And we were spending two billion or over a billion pounds a year on this programme. Of course, when I came back many years later, it all gone. But so we we found the way in the uh, in in the eighties mm -hmm. that we found a way to really attract people starting work. I remember one scheme we had, it cost us nearly £10,000 a head to persuade an Oxbridge, any Oxbridge gap, mm -hmm. graduate to, to come and work for themselves. Right. And I remember, wait, cheer when first one did. Now, yeah. of course, it's completely the other way around. You yeah. know, they, 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 all they want to do is work for themselves. We, um, and so the, the decade carried on. We had the dreamt up the Enterprise Allowance Scheme. That's right. Which is, I think, the key to a lot of this. In those days, um, three and a half million unemployed. Mm -hmm. uh, if you were long-term unemployed, that is, unemployed for more than a year, you could, if you wanted to work for yourself, mm -hmm. enter the scheme, and all the scheme did was to give you benefit, the same level of benefits, £20 a week in yeah. those days, for the next year without the obligation to look for work. Right. So you start up. Well, over the years, quarter of a million firms mm -hmm. started up, and two of them, um, warehouses, one made the FTSE 100. Fantastic. So it shows you what yeah. 30 years can, can yeah. really do. Absolutely. Anyway, th things carried on. We got control of unemployment. It came down. Um, I went to DTI, mm -hmm. Trade and Industry, after that. And we started off a number of programmes which I regret have disappeared. One is Teachers Training College. Every undergraduate teacher yes. had to spend two weeks in industry. So at least they know something about it. Yeah. And anyway. And a lot of work's been done, hasn't it, Lord Young, in terms of trying to bridge that gap between industry and education. So it is a big loss that that scheme yeah, it is disappeared. A big loss. I mean, the, the, the trouble is that young that teachers who'd never worked outside teaching mm -hmm. would find it very difficult to explain the work the, the world, world. Work. Yeah. By 1989, I'd, um, I, I told uh, Margaret Thatcher that uh, I've got a wife, I've got to get back to work, <laughs> you see. Because in those 10 years, I was a volunteer, I didn't do yeah. a salary. 
uh, or anything because I felt I owed it the country. Anyway, um, then I became chairman of Cable and Wireless for five years and at 64 or so I, due to retire, mm -hmm. and I went back and started with one room at the bottom of Harley Street uh, and a computer and started off again. Oh, bless you. <laughs> so, so I've done startups, so yeah. I must. And of course, um, that was my own startups, but then since then I've been funding, yes. helping people to start. Yeah. yeah. So we first met, um, I think it was around latter end of 2012, 2013, yes. actually it was 2012. And it happened to be when you had just launched one of your uh, reports yes. around startup funding. And it was at number 10, because you were residing at number 10 uh, and supporting the oh, Prime yes. Minister at well, that time. Well, to my um, great <laughs> surprise, at the age of 78, David Cameron invited me to come into number 10 as his, uh, as his advisor for Enterprise. Mm -hmm. And so, true to form, I only had one idea. Um, we, uh, I started to produce papers. We did a whole lot of things. Mm -hmm. In those days, if you worked for yourself and used the front room, when you sold your house, you were liable to tax on it. Mm -hmm. all the, and you couldn't get planning yes. permission. We got rid of all of that. Uh, and then I persuaded the Treasury that we would do a programme to enable startups to really yeah. come. And that was called Startup Loans. And that got away to a very good start. One morning in 2012, I was driving into the office um, and um, listening to Day programme, and there was an ex-soldier there yes. saying how difficult it was to readjust the life, mm -hmm. how difficult it was to get help. So I got into the office, I sent a note down to the Prime Minister, I said, can we start a special part of startup loans for the military? And came back the same day, yes, of course. So uh, Paul <laughs> Lewis, who had my secretariat, found you, or I suspect you found him. I, I sort of found you both. I remember being at the launch of that report and then bouncing over to you and saying, Lord Young, I want to talk to you about something. And that's, uh, and yeah. then Paul Lewis, blessing me, he literally almost dragged me back saying, I think you need to speak to me first. But <laughs> I managed to get into your office the week after. You did. So. <laughs> and, and right away, I, I was sunk. From now onwards, I had a new boss. <laughs> Forget the Prime Minister. Oh, but, bless you. But no, but it's, it's been a very exciting journey, actually, it because, you, you know, we, it, it's, if you go and spend however many years mm -hmm. uh, in, in the forces, so many come out who cannot adjust mm -hmm. to, to uh, private life. Yeah. Because if you're regimented for mm -hmm. a long time, you don't have to think. You suddenly mm -hmm. come out you've got to start thinking about what you're going to do. And, yes. You know. And this is where the lifelong uh, work of yours, Lord Young, nobody can even come close to because well. although, you know, there's this uh, enabler which is around the funding and it's taken different names over the years, 
we know it as startup loans funding, which is your brainchild, but you're such an advocate for enterprise learning as well. And I think for the armed forces, that it isn't just about you know funding, it's also about understanding the commercial world. And enterprise learning allows us to do that Absolutely. and support that. And it's really important. In fact, when I was back at DTI, it was called we called it Department for Enterprise. Yes. So uh, and but now that's old hat because for the very first you know, a few years ago, small firms were more than any other firm. Yeah. And yeah. now they have quite a significant percentage and growing fast. Yes, but if you come out, um, I mean, there are two things. One is you give them people finance to help. But secondly, what do they do with the money mm-hmm. other than go down to the pub? Mm-hmm. So they've got to know something about what a company is, mm-hmm. how a bank works, mm-hmm. how you, you keep rudimentary books at the beginning. Yeah. All these things that make an incredible difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that was one of the things that attracted me very much. Thank you. I'd like to bring it back to the startup loans funding because there's always been, you know, a little bit of uncertainty in the market. What is that about? And I think it's so important to be able to. I mean, the startup loans funding was primarily launched for individuals who would not have ordinarily have access to funding through traditional means, yep. such as the banks. Can you tell us about the importance of that? And also, I think it really important about the fact that you insisted and made sure that it was unsecured funding so that people were able to still oh, yes. feel comfortable. Yeah. Um, yes, uh, the trouble is, over the decades, the banks have changed entirely. When I was starting up, I got an overdraft. Yeah. Nobody can do that today. So I, um, I I dreamt up this scheme. The Treasury said no. So about nine months later, I set it back. The mm-hmm. Treasury said no. But the third time, they realised <laughs> that they weren't going to get away with it. They said yes. And the, ho- the whole idea applied to any age. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter whether you're employed or unemployed. Obviously, it doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman. There are yeah. more women, I think, now yeah. working for themselves than, that, than men. Uh, and it was just to be flexible that that anybody who, say, retires, people are retiring at 50 and 55. Mm-hmm. Well, what do you do then? They've got a bit of money. They yes. want to work for themselves. Let's help them. It was £5,000 a head in yeah. those days. Yeah. And it's gone up now. Yeah. So the uh, scheme that uh, you've set up and we've been able to take advantage of because, um, you know, not everybody needs funding, but should they need funding, it's important that there's access there. It's low interest rate. I know it's government funds and it's, you know, we approve the business plans. We don't handle the money, but it's still important that it's low interest and it's unsecured. Why was that so important to you, Lord Young? Because 30% of businesses fail. Yeah. And there's no point in having a scheme in which you've got a guarantee. You're going to end up with those 30% of startups with people in trouble. Yeah. And, and that was the key point about this, that, that we're giving you a chance. Yeah. We're not even saying you've got to have money of your own, which yeah. was the, the old scheme. Yeah. And, and the great thing... Um, and so we started up one with, with mm. you, with ex-forces, with us. Yeah. yeah. 
And uh, I, sorry, Lord Young, I was going to mention the fact that with the armed forces, because they've been deployed in different places, the credit history sometimes isn't there. It's not the case that it's bad, it just is non-existent. Well, forget your credit history. If you're starting to borrow money, it's very difficult. Yeah. Indeed. But the great thing about the 1,200 or so startups... 1,700 now. (laughs) I've been away two weeks, that's what happens. Um, Is that the losses were about 10%. Yeah, that's right. And that shows that all the discipline of the... See, these startups have people who have discipline. That's right. It makes a big difference. And I do get asked that question, why is it that X-Forces Enterprise and the microfinancing is one of the highest? And I believe it's because of the people, but I also believe it's because of the wraparound support that you insisted on having as part of that funding scheme. you had to have a mentor that was compulsory. Not somebody who was going to run your business for you, but somebody at the other end of a telephone who knows you and knows about the business and yeah. can advise. Because I found it a very lonely business starting up in the old days. Mm-hmm. You know, there was no one to really ask. And yeah. so I was reinventing things the whole time and making mistakes. <laughs> well, without those mistakes, we wouldn't be able to achieve what we have achieved. And, and I've got to say, Lord Young, if it wasn't for that chance meeting at number 10, we wouldn't be sat here today. We wouldn't have helped the people that we've helped. We're really lucky that we've got one that is being, uh, shall we say, mentored and supported by the London Stock Exchange. You know, we may well have, you know, watch this space, a FTSE uh, organisation that's been created just from, from that seed. And uh, it's a testament and a credit to yourself that these individuals are now become mentors and peer-to-peer support for the newbies. Yes. And we wouldn't be able to have had that movement without you. I know, support. and that's key, actually. Yeah. People who've done it themselves know what the problems are. If you get somebody who's always been employed in, in a firm, they really don't know yeah. what it's like to start up. Yeah. And so... what. One of the things I was very keen on, that when we got to the stage we had enough graduates that they would come and repay yes. in, in effort. You know? Yeah, and, that, and that's happening. And I think that the... I'm sure there's lots of other communities that are doing that, but I think it is something that's in the DNA of the armed forces is never leave your fellow person right. behind. Yes, and always, yeah. you know, if somebody gave you a hand up, that's it's I mean, there. It, in a way... We're starting with a lorry load of acorns and we're creating a forest. (laughs) Absolutely. So I want to take it back to you a little bit on your own journey. If you could have done anything different, Lord Young, what would that have been? Is there anything? I wouldn't have done anything different because if I had, I wouldn't be the person I am today. You see, I consider myself wise today. Before you think it's big-headed, my definition of wisdom is the memory of past mistakes. The only time you learn is when yeah. things go wrong. Yes. When things go right, you assume it's natural. And if I hadn't had the occasional setback, which happened, business didn't work out as well and other things, I wouldn't have learned how to pull them back again. Yeah. And I think that is the wise words that I 
takeaway for myself as well because we can be hard on ourselves sometimes yes, and we can sort of sort of think well why did I do that that way and actually um, through adversity but there is one big thing that you must yeah. be careful of forgetting what you did you'll repeat it mm-hmm. so it yes. is the memory of past mistakes that, yes Lord Young, under your stewardship, we've achieved a huge amount, not just X-Forces Enterprise, but the whole startup business. Before even I was on the scene, so going back, we've heard a bit about the history. Do you think government could be doing more to help the small business community? Well, uh, uh, government must ensure it doesn't reduce the support it's giving. I I think it gives a, a good support today, good advice today, but, you know, when uh, <clears throat> I was Secretary of State of uh, Department of Trade and in- Industry, it was one of the great departments of state. We yeah. included the city, we included insurances. Now the business department is, is nobody knows where it is or anything. And what government, I think, takes for granted is that the, the wealth of this country, the well-being of its citizens, depend upon the ability to work for themselves. Now, the world changes so quickly. It's changed unbelievably since I was young. Uh, In fact, I'll give you one example to show you. My first day starting up my first company, my brother was a small accountant. I took a room there. I spent the entire day typing out, picking out, I couldn't type then, uh, 36 or 37 letters, yeah. went down to the post office, posted them off, did the same the second day, and then I waited. And today, you just turn on your, your PC and you get all that information comes in. Yeah. And that's why it's so important that we continue with helping people as society evolves, as mm-hmm. the economy evolves. You know, we, we're the rate of change has not slowed down. It, it's, yeah. it's going up and Artificial intelligence, all the new things that are coming on, are going to create enormous opportunities. Yeah. And we are um, a nation of innovators and, and startup, aren't we? We're a nation of small businesses. Well, we are not what Napoleon called us, a nation of shopkeepers. <laughs> we are a nation, actually, today, we're, we're an enterprise nation. We have more startups, or did last time, my little figures. Than, the, than proportionally the United States. Brilliant. And may it continue. I hope it does. Thank you. X-Forces Enterprise is the leading organisation supporting the military into business and enterprise learning in the UK, providing training, mentoring, networking and government-backed loans for startup businesses. Our microfinance success rate is over 90% and reflects the handrail of support our beneficiaries receive. Exforces Enterprise's model of support reflects the ethos and values of the armed forces by providing a community and a sense of belonging. As a member of the Army Reserves and an entrepreneur since an early age, these are values I hold dear. I also believe that enterprise skills are life skills, whether you are starting your own business, preparing for employment or volunteering. X-Forces Enterprise have helped equip thousands for the next path in life. If you are a member of the Armed Forces community and want to find out how X-Forces Enterprise can support your discovery 
and journey into enterprise, please visit us on x-forces.com. That's the letter x-forces.com.